You're listening to Got Tech, the podcast with your hosts, Eric Geis and Nick Johnson. Welcome back to Got Tech, the podcast. This is episode 155 called How to Start an Educational Podcast. In this episode, we'll talk about how to go about starting a podcast for you and or your students. In addition, we're going to discuss creating a vision for your show, how to brand your show, how to write show notes, and some of the tips and tricks that Geis and I use in our very own process. This is another episode you don't want to miss. Check it out. back with episode 155. This one is kind of special. I mean, we've gone through this process now with ourselves in our podcast. We've gone with this with our students. We have over, I think the last time I looked, it was 42 student-ran podcasts that are on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, all those podcasting uh, catchers. If you want to go check out those student podcasts, go over to www.hvspn.com. Just super impressed with this uh, batch of kids and what they're doing with their student podcasts. I mean, some of them are phenomenal. I'm a fan. I listen to them, not because I have to grade them, but because they're interesting and they're just really, really good. So very excited about kind of talking about our journey so far with podcasting over the last uh, four plus years and the journey w- with our students. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the podcasts that our students are making now are, are, are so good. And I think a lot of that is because we've gotten better at sort of teaching them how to do it as we've tried things that work, we've tried things that don't work. So we've got a pretty good process now for this, this, this class that is basically a student podcasting class. And that's kind of what this episode is is about, is is bringing that now to our audience of the show. So we're going to explain it as, you know, if, if you were to do this, like if you wanted to start your own teacher podcast, but all of this comes from and could be applied to students doing their own podcasts as well. So essentially, this is us walking you through that process, you know, from start, not quite to finish, but maybe about halfway there, and just things to think about as you get up and running. Yeah, so basically we are taking our class curriculum that we do with our podcasting and we're shrinking it down. So we're going to leave some of the extra stuff in there that is solely targeted for our students, like permission slips and uh, digital citizen contracts and things like that. We'll leave it in there. We may or may not mention it during the show, but it will be there. So if you are just interested on the student side of things getting them to start you know we'll have some pretty good resources here for you if you want to start it yourself all this stuff applies really uh except maybe the permission slips sure uh but other than that you know it's all gonna apply but before we get into our bulk of our episode we need to share some updates i know we've been talking about the njecc conference on march 12th We'll have two EdTech throwdowns. One is AI-based and the other one is just EdTech tool-based that we will be doing there, and we're very excited to do that. But I think we have some even bigger news, and this is something that we've been discussing for about two years, maybe, almost two years. Yep. And uh, we are deciding to change the name of our podcast And this is something that we thought about. We're not taken lightly. But, you know, as you start getting into podcasting, you realize certain mistakes. And one one thing that we're realizing is that we might have gotten too cute for our name. We wanted to be Got Tech, which is Got Tech Ed. Some people call us Got Tech Ed. Some people call us Got Tech. But really, we wanted to do a play on words basically saying that we're getting pumped up for educational technology. Unfortunately, people uh, keep leaving us reviews saying that we're misguiding them on our name, saying that they thought they were going to be listening to a MMA or fighting 
wrestling type of a podcast. And uh, sometimes um, you just got to make some changes. So starting probably, we're working on the website. We're working on everything on the back end to get this going. But I will tell you that there is a name change coming. Our brand has basically been our throwdowns that we do at conferences and things like that. So we decided that we're going to change our name to the EdTech Throwdown Podcast. Uh, and that will be coming shortly. We're working on that site. We're working on the branding. It takes a long time to do that on the back end, but uh, that will be coming shortly. Yeah, new you know, new name, new website, new colors. A lot of the choices we made originally, while we're fine with those, we've sort of wished along the way, like, boy, I would have preferred a dark blue color rather than the, the teal that we currently have. So you're going to see lots of stuff change. I do the editing for our show primarily, and I'm, I'm sick of the music that's in there. So I'd like to bring in different segment separators and just kind of revamp things to uh, bring bring it to uh, closer to the place that we have settled in now as what this podcast has become. So as a listener, I don't really know how much is, this is going to impact you guys because it's still going to be us. We're still going to be essentially doing the same thing. You'll just basically notice that everything gets uh, like spruced up a little bit, essentially. Yeah, it's it's time for a change, and we're we're excited to do that. And great content will still be around. We'll still be around. So the roots of the podcast will still be around. Just a branding and name change, which we're very very excited about. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. All right, so let's get into today's episode, which is how to start a podcast. This is something that we, this is an episode that we had to listen to uh, way back four and a half years ago. Actually, we we're coming up in five years in March. Right. All right, so we had to listen to that, and I think uh, between Jeff Bradbury, Chris Nessie, uh, Dave Jackson, there are a couple others that I listened to, but I, I just can't remember all of them. I took notes. We were lost boys in this game of podcasting. I had no clue. never did anything like this before as far as running a podcast. I was on a podcast once, which is no longer living anymore um that one expired a long time ago but so today we're going to just go over some of the steps some of our areas that we failed on that we had to kind of reboot some of the tips and tricks that we have to make your podcast successful yep that's a good way to describe it all of this is like we said at the beginning, it can be applied to really anyone making their own podcast. So whether it's you or we've actually been hearing from lots of different uh, schools and teachers recently that are are building in what we have had for a couple of years, which is a student podcasting class. So if that's why you're listening to this, you'll notice that everything still applies. We've had just you know over the past couple of months multiple meetups with with nearby school districts who are trying to do this and have a you know, a dedicated course that students sign up to take where this is what they do. They sit down and explore their interests and plan out their shows and record their shows and and edit them. And uh, it's just a really cool process. And there's lots of cool learning that can take place. And that is essentially what we're, we're trying to do uh, in this episode. Now, from the student side, the first thing that has to happen is, you know, because they are under the age of 18, you need permission slips and contracts because these podcasts, of course, are shared in the public space for, in theory, anyone to just go to Spotify and, and listen to. And if you're under 18, you need permission slips in place to make sure uh, the parents are okay with that. None of that really applies if you're making your own podcast because you're an adult and you can make that choice for yourself, obviously. But uh, you're going to see that in our show notes, we still have links to the permission slips and the contracts that we use in our student version of all of this stuff. So let's just put that on the back burner and talk about really the first thing that you need to do, which is explore whatever interests you and whatever your podcast might be about. 
it can't be, especially these days, you know, we're more than a decade into human beings as a civilization having podcasts and podcasts just being this form of media. And there's, there's a ton of them. We've looked up the numbers before. It's not millions. It's like millions of episodes, but it's definitely hundreds of thousands of different podcasts that exist. Not all of those are actively being worked on and added to, but there's just so many choices. If you can think of a topic, there's probably a podcast on it, which means if you're going to do one, you're going to want to see what's out there, right, within that realm. So you're going to go to Spotify or go to Apple probably would be a little better and just search. If you want to do, you know, a podcast on uh, banana farming, first thing that popped into my head, you're going to you're going to look that up and see what exists so that your show can be two things, either different, some take on banana farming that this podcast does not have or or better in in some way because if it's neither of those people aren't going to listen to it they're just going to go with whatever's already out there so explore your interests decide what it's going to be on if it's a teaching themed one or an education themed podcast especially you really have to decide what your angle is going to be because there's there's a lot of these things and it is it is ever growing right there's always more educational podcasts being created so what are what are you going to bring what is your your spin what's going to make you different or better than the ones that are out there so we call this interest exploration for our students who are doing this and it's essentially the same thing for you as well yeah <clears throat> really just starting with an idea and then developing it from that. One of the things that we started out with was education. We were gonna do an education podcast. We just didn't know where that was going to land. And because we were both getting our masters and I was getting my doctorate, we kind of landed on ed tech because it was something that we both had an interest in. So I guess what I'm saying here is make sure that your, your niche is specific enough. So ours is education, but within education, our focus is ed tech. And that that was specific enough for us. But I know people that have started podcasts where they were just education as a broad forum. And one time they would talk about AR, the next time they would talk about flipped classroom, and then the next time they would go on to online learning. And because some people don't want to learn about online learning, they lose audience members. And that is problematic because you want to have a theme to your podcast that you will always have some type of connection with them. So make sure that your topic is specific enough. Yeah, that's true. And and you can have a, a like a general podcast, but even if you're doing that, it still has to be specific in that people sort of know what they're going to get when they listen to you. You know, I've mentioned before my favorite non-teaching podcast is called Stuff You Should Know. If you're a podcast listener, you likely know it because it's one of the top three most downloaded podcasts of all time. So it's no secret. You can't get more general than these guys. They do just like a range of topics from science to history to whatever. However, they are very specific because whether you're listening to an episode on, you know, I listened to one this morning on, uh, what was it on, Dr. Seuss and like who he was and, and just his whole story. And then the day before I was listening to one on the, from them on the development of nuclear energy, two completely opposite topics. And yet, in a way that's hard to describe, they are specific enough that I know exactly what I'm going to get when I listen to both of those episodes. So you, you have to decide all of that stuff. And then once you've done that, once you've landed on, on something, some sort of an interest that you think has a niche, has a market that people are going to want, you need to actually think about what your episodes may be. Uh, uh, we will recommend here that you try to actually map out maybe the first 10 episodes specifically and what they will be just to make sure that it's possible. We see this with the students all the time uh, where, you know, they might say, I'll, I'll give you a common example. 
you might have we might have a group of like two or three boys that say we're going to do a sports podcast and then we'll come back to them of course and say well what does that mean you can't just do a sports podcast because that is super vague and there's also thousands of them what are what are you going to bring if it is just generally sports then specifically what will you bring within that or let's get more focus let's do like what sport and even that's probably too general like what aspect of that sport you probably can't just do baseball what about baseball are you going to be talking about or some angle there when you've got that you've got to go further and decide exactly what is episode one going to be within that niche and then the same thing for episode two and three up to ten and you want to force yourself to do that because oftentimes the students will find that they can't do that. They actually can't get 10 episodes out of whatever their idea is. And if you can't reach 10 subtopics for specific episodes, it's not a good podcast to do because you're not going to be able to keep it going on a, a like a long scale. The one exception to this is podcasts that aren't intended to go on a long scale. You might just want to say, you have like a story to tell that you think you can do in maybe a, a five-part series. It's not intended to go on for years and years and years, and that's completely fine in its own thing. But that would also be part of this process of creating the content. If you head to our show notes, you'll see a link called Content Creation Subtopics, where you will find a document that we use to ask our students to do this and you can steal that for yourself. Or again, if you're listening to this to help your students develop their own podcast, then that document is there for you as well. But, you know, the idea of forcing yourself to plan out subtopics and episodes is important here. Yeah. So as a recap, at this point, we, we've chosen a topic. We narrowed down that topic. Another important thing is to make sure you know who your audience is. So basically, when you speak into that mic, who are you talking to and why do they care? And what goes along with this, this step is just familiarizing why you're doing it, what your purpose behind the podcast is, but also try to figure out what pulls the strings of your listeners, because that's, that's your avenue, that's your lane that you want to stay in. So make sure that you have that covered. And then as you get further down the line, you want to make sure that you're building connections between you and your listeners, such as staying current on social media and uh, interacting with people that might be possible listeners and being able to grow and develop there. But we'll get more into that later on when we get into the social media aspect of everything. But what I wanted to transition into here is branding. Okay, so we do have a branding section here, and this, uh, some people might do episode zero before they do the branding, but when I think of branding, I'm finalizing my title of the podcast, I'm finalizing my subtitle, I'm working on the info about describing my podcast, because really you need that when you get into recording episode zero. Episode zero is basically a movie trailer for podcasts. This is explaining to your viewers what you're going to talk about in your podcast episodes, how often you're going to uh, release these episodes, I guess the expectations behind the podcast. Are you going to have guests? Do you have a co-host? Are these going to be long episodes, short episodes? Are these going to have a particular format that they follow? Right? And that's that's one thing that you got to set aside. But you also have to be prepared to talk about your brand a little bit. And part of your brand, and this is Nick's avenue because he's very good at designing things, are your graphics and your branding. So why don't you talk a little bit about what you do with all our branding stuff? Yeah, so that's, you know, that's a good early stage thing to do as well is just kind of make sure you, you've got um, all of this, these things played out. And if you didn't know you would have to think about that type of thing, you will have to. The good news is the internet gives us lots of, lots of ways to make it very easy. One thing is, is colors. You're going to have to have a logo. 
every podcast has one. If you're going to register with Apple, it's not like an option. It's a requirement. You've got to send them a 3000 by 3000 pixel logo so that when they post your episodes, there's something to pop up there. Uh, to make that logo, you need colors. You know, if you're like me, I'm not actually not very good at, at choosing things like colors. There's lots of websites that can help with even that aspect. Our favorite one is called coolors.co. The pronunciation is weird because the spelling is weird. It's C-O-O-L-O-R-S. That's why I said it, coolors.co. This is a really neat website. Well, that's all they do is when you go there, I believe at least the last time I was there several months ago, uh, you, every time you hit your space bar, it generates a new series of of matching colors, like I think five at a time. And you can just kind of sit there on their homepage and keep hitting the space bar and taking their suggestions until you see one and, and you're like, oh, that's actually, I like that. I think that's going to fit the tone of my show. And then you want to grab, you know, grab those colors in the form of what are called hex codes. If you're if you're new to the you know this world, you may not know what a hex code is, but the the gist of it is that every color has a series of six letters and numbers that describes that color. So there might be a particular color blue that you want to make sure you use for your show and its graphics all the time. Well, you ensure that you're always using that blue by knowing the hex code for that color blue. So it might be like BCB12A. And every time you do something, you make sure that the blue is BCB12A blue, and then that's your show's blue. So you got to do that. You got to design your logo. Guys will often say that I, you know, I'm good at this. I would say I'm really not. I'm just good at going to other places like Canva and picking other people's logos that are good. And, and when I make them my own, I, I, I try to not make them worse than they were originally. But you're going to want to do the same thing unless you are a trained graphic designer, which you're probably not. If you were, you wouldn't be needing this uh, particular segment right now. Just use some of Canva's logos. They have tons of them. You got to make it your own, of course, with your colors and your symbols and your show's name. But it's all there for you. Another part of this is probably going to be something known as show art. Um, show art is like a 1280 by 720 pixel image picture the size of a like a YouTube video that you're watching maybe and um, it's unique to an episode so when you post episode zero it has its own show art that has some images and text that relate specifically to that episode you're going to want a, a template to use for your show art so while each episode's art is different they essentially match the same time the places to go for this, not places, the one place to go for this is Canva. If you're a teacher or a student, then that means you get a really Canva Pro for free in what's called Canva for Education. So you're not going to be limited in the way a lot of people are with Canva where you've got to pay for their pro service. You just can't go wrong. You could have colors, a logo, and show art done within, I don't know, 30 minutes if you really don't want to play around with it and you're just using their templates this whole process can be very very fast so you know choosing that branding is good and i'm going to piggyback off this a little bit something people don't think about a lot with branding is is music right the the sound of your show is part of your brand if you listen to our show we always start every episode with the same little snippet of music that tends to become part of a show's brand. So you're, you're going to want to pick that too. Um, again, if you're, if you're new to this publishing space, you might not be aware that you can't just choose any music. We have kids that'll come to us to start a show, you know, and they want to use the, the NFL theme music at the beginning of their episodes. We, you can't do that because the NFL owns that and you can't use it without paying them which they may not even allow, or you might have to pay them like an extreme amount of money. So pretty much anything that you would hear on the radio, popular music is likely not available to you. You have to choose music from what is called the, the public domain. And there's lots of terms that swirl around here. You'll see things like creative commons, public domain. 
I have looked up the difference between all of them, um, but it's so nuanced that I can't explain it to you now, and I and I don't care to. Maybe you could do better. Essentially, you just need to choose music that you are actually allowed to use without paying somebody. Again, the great news is there's tons of websites that have really excellent music choices that are there for creators of things like podcasts and, and YouTube videos and everything else. Yeah, so just to kind of piggyback off of that a little bit, we've had uh, something from Ben Sounds on our podcast ever since the beginning. Uh, it used to be all Ben Sounds, but we wanted to find a way to distinguish between the segments. So then we started introducing the the banjo into, you know, the mix a little bit into the fold but uh ben sounds love what that guy creates and uh shout out to him for for putting stuff on these uh, creative comments all he asks is that you know we attribute him in our show notes which we do and anytime we use it on youtube we we also put a plug in there for him and we put a link back to his site super important these musicians are super talented give them the respect that they deserve and for a lot of them they just want they just want to be shared and that's part of the you know when you think about it podcasts are the same way we just want to be shared to get our voice out they want to get their music out so we're doing our part in supporting uh, Ben Sounds because, you know, he is creating an awesome product that we could use as well. And we super appreciate that. I use one in uh, my chemistry class podcast, which is called Chemistry Connections. You can check it out if you want, but same deal. This is a guy on uh, SoundCloud. That's another music hosting website. Um, his name is Lakey Inspired. He's a real musician uh, who makes you know makes music uh some of it is is not on the public domain and we can't use it but some of it is and it's the same thing he just asks that for anyone that uses his music that they uh share his name so this is this is uh me doing that same thing but in all those chemistry connections episodes you'll hear me say uh thank you to at lakey inspired for the music for this episode uh, an important part of the music selection that I don't think a, at least a lot of our students don't consider, but we're trying to build that in is uh, the tone of your show should match, right? So if you're, if you have like a lighthearted, funny show where you know you're going to be joking around a lot or just sort of um, more casually chatting, the music should match. If you're doing a very serious show, like we had one the student did on, um, uh, what was the, uh, human trafficking yeah human trafficking that is not funny you don't want some silly like banjo plucking lighthearted music to match that right so that, that's a very obvious example but the music should match the tone and from the beginning you're going to want to make sure that you've selected something that matches that yeah so choosing your music it's really part of your identity you're right it's part of the branding but once you have the branding stuff and the vision of the podcast and everything, it's time to start recording episode zero. Now, a lot of people just say, go ahead and hit record. All right. And that's kind of what we did. We went ahead and we hit record. And if you go back and listen to episode one to where we are now, you'll be like, okay, they figured it out about episode 25, uh, <laughs> what was actually needed to happen. So uh, our job as teachers is to try to get students to avoid making those same mistakes. And really, when we talk with other grown-ups as well that want to start their own podcasts, uh, we try to give those same tips and tricks. So I would say prepare a little bit before. Make sure that you have some of your close friends look at the branding. Make sure that your fonts are correct. You don't want to use a different font for everything pick three four fonts that you like and stay in that lane uh that way people know you i mean when you look at the nike swoosh people know the nike swoosh all right that's great branding uh people know certain cereals by you know what's on the box you want that identification with your podcast as well once you have everything planned out it's time to record episode zero that's your trailer uh, this episode is super small, super short. 
it is maybe a minute or two, and it's just setting the expectations, giving a little example of what might come in the future episodes. Uh, when people go on to Apple Podcasts, you could pin a trailer there. And oftentimes when I go to choose one, it's no different than going on to Netflix and hovering over a, a movie and it plays like 15 seconds of it. Usually within that 15 seconds, I know whether or not I want to give that movie a shot or not. Same thing with your podcast. You don't want it to be overly boring. doesn't need to be overly long. You want to kind of go in there, give everyone the goods, land your plane, and get out of there. Yeah, part of that too, because when you first get in front of a microphone, uh, you you may feel nervous. Uh, I know I, I don't know if nervous is the word, but it's just this... It's kind of, it's weird. You feel on the spot. That's the better way to say it. Um, one thing to keep in mind is speaking out episode zero, uh, like a practice run uh, before you actually record, or maybe even record it, but just know that it's a practice run, but like make yourself say it all beforehand once, uh, because then when you go to do the real thing, you've you've tried it. So you know where you get stuck, you know where maybe you might be trying to say something, but can't find the right words. All of that stuff is fine, like within the body of an episode, but episode zero, you generally want to be a little bit cleaner. So you can basically just practice it before you do the real thing. And with um, a medium like this, you want to keep the energy high, right? If if you are more of like a monotone person, um, that's, that's okay and it can work, but like you got to ramp up the energy because the recording itself dials the energy back uh, probably three or four notches so you really got to almost go to a level that feels silly because that's going to sound good to people that are listening so just so everyone knows when he said monotone he stared at me with I big <laughs> eyes no. you're not you're not i know you say you're, you're not monotone in the way you're thinking but like you you know what i mean right like no i do you, you have to be a little animated yeah. so for me when i speak normal i am monotone but when I'm behind a mic, I have to make variations in my voice. Right. Usually it's just the level of my voice. It's probably still a, a B flat. You know, I don't know. I'm not musically gifted. Uh, but you know, even though I'm getting a little louder, a little bit more animated, where I speed up my, my talking, because normally I'm slower. Any slower, I'd be talking backwards. Uh, but... Yeah, you have to be animated. You have to throw in humor if that's part of your, you know, personality behind the mic. But just to throw this out there, and we, we always tell our students about it, is imposter st syndrome where you don't think you know enough to be able to record. Uh, you don't think you're, you have enough to contribute to the topic in order to be relevant to your audience. And really, everyone goes through it, so just know that before you go into it. Um, I, I know it took us a long time to put imposter syndrome behind us. I would probably say 50 to 75 episodes. And to be honest with you, on some topics, it still creeps up. But the great thing about podcasting, especially in the educational world, is when you go do research and you start talking about it, you get more comfortable with it and you learn from it. Every time we pick a topic that we are uncomfortable with, you know, we have to fight back to get more comfortable. So fighting back to get more comfortable, that's where the learning happens. And that's what makes this all awesome. So now we got all our branding. We got all our visions out of the way. We got episode zero out of the way. Um, we could publish episode zero. We can use our um, podcast logo uh, and our show art. Uh, that we created all for episode zero. So here on out, all we have to do is make longer episodes. All right. And to do that, we need to have show notes. Uh, show notes are basically an organization that's going to help you talk about the things you need to talk about in your episode. When I talk about show notes, basically it's all the note cards that you might make during a presentation, just in a skeleton form uh, within a Google Doc. That's what we do. And we've included a show notes template. 
And typically that starts with an intro to the podcast episode, which uh, Nick typically reads and writes. Uh, then after that, it, it goes into our segments. So the first segment is always our updates. The second segment is always the meat of our episode. Uh, and that might be two or three segments. And then our last segment is a call to action. Please follow us. Please do this. Please do that. Tell a friend. Those types of things. So the show notes really just hold all the content. And I would try to not script a lot of this. I would just make it little bullet points. Usually we just put, uh, you know, URLs and the, the names of tools and things like that there. And that's usually enough for us to get by and kind of get out the information that we need to get out. Yeah, and your show notes, uh, they actually get published along with your show. Uh, you hear us reference frequently in an episode. Check out the show notes for the link to blank because we're often, you know, besides the audio that you can listen to, you can go to the posted show notes for episode 155. And as I've done several times in this episode, you can like we're giving you actual things, documentation that you can take away from this. You don't have to do that, but most shows you'll find will have some sort of posted show notes. So they're, you know, they have that dual purpose of Geis and I are looking at the show notes as we're talking right now so that we know what to say, contains our research and literally our notes. But then afterwards, they are also posted for people to, um, you know, people to use. So that's important. I call it, um, for for newbies especially a good approach to show notes is called uh partial scripting where you script out the beginning of the show in the beginning of a segment so that you can just read it verbatim that's going to help you to get the ball rolling but then after that should not be scripted and then you should start bullet pointing things which will force you to sort of keep the conversational aspect of a podcast because that is way more interesting to listen to it would also take you a really long time if you wanted to fully script out every single moment of every single episode. So there's lots of great reasons to do it that way. We essentially have uh, two more things that we wanted to bring up here. One of them is editing, and the other one is basically the final step of you know equipment, hardware, and, and publishing, which we will not go into in detail because that is a whole, you know, that's a whole bag unto itself, but we'll give you guys a, a reference uh, so you can get all that information you might want for those aspects of this. But first, let's talk editing. Uh, when it comes to editing, you have lots of choices, but I have one word for everybody, and that word is audacity, because audacity is free, and there's tons of information on how to use it, um, I know we taught ourselves or or you learned yourself and and sort of taught me, but and since then we've tried to refine our skills there. But Audacity is a free download. If you just Google it, you can you'll find their page. And it's intended to be a a free version of editing software that pretty much anyone can can use and access. And it's gonna mimic uh, professional editing software. Maybe not as good as something you would pay for. But um, it's, it's going to do the job and do it very, very well and give you a super high quality output. So Audacity is what we use. If, if you, for some reason, didn't like that, you can do your own research and find more uh, and maybe get to something that you are eventually paying for that's of a higher quality. But Audacity is the best. If you head to our show notes, uh, you'll find a link to some of the Audacity documents that we share with students to sort of point out like the main ways you're going to want to edit your podcast audio. Um, you know, we there was a guy that we listened to one time that called this the secret sauce. And the secret sauce refers to when you first record your episode and put that MP3 file into Audacity to edit, there's certain quality edits that you make across that whole audio. Um, one of them, if you get into this, as you'll see, is called compressor. Uh, a compressor takes areas of the audio that are really loud and then areas that are very low and it compresses them so that they're all within a similar range. That's really important for people listening because they're not constantly turning their 
their volume up and down to go along with parts of your recording that might be too loud or too soft. So you want to compress your audio to make sure there's a like a constant volume level, essentially. That's just one of like three or four things that you need to do every single time. And um, you can find that information on the link in our show notes called episode uh, episode editing. So that that's helpful to know. Um, there's another, what's the website we just started using for editing that does some of this automatically? Uh, ReSound. ReSound. ReSound is uh, one that will actually identify all the ums, buts, likes, and things like that. Uh, it uses AI to identify those, and then you could go through and say whether you want to keep them or not. Sometimes you have these connector words that kind of mean something. Other times it's just a nervous tick or just you trying to fill fill the space of like emptiness. Uh, so sometimes you don't want them. Most of the times you don't want them. But you have that. But they also um, take care of the secret sauce for you. They, they, have, uh, they use AI to create the best sounding levels and using the best effects. And I believe ReSound is based off of Audacity. So it runs it through Audacity, but they control their secret sauce in the back. And I would uh, definitely, definitely check out ReSound. Right now, I think it's on AppSumo, uh, and it has a lifetime deal. It's like 49 bucks, and that gets you a couple hours of editing per month, uh, AI editing per month. Uh, we could put that in the show notes as well. I'll, I'll put that link there. But... Uh, you know, that's that's a good stopping point as far as the organization of a podcast. We'll get more into the next episode. Uh, but just to leave you, I wanted to throw out a couple of tips and tricks that we've learned along the way. Uh, and I believe I have five here. And I'll just go over them if you have anything that you want to add. Go ahead and add to it. But the first one is naming conventions and organization. And I have no skills that have anything to do with organization. My organization is up in my head, drives people nuts, Nick included, but uh, he has been able to train this old dog and, uh, and kind of get a little bit more organized when it comes to naming conventions. Oftentimes we need to find an episode uh, and maybe the image that goes with it because People are wondering if we did an episode on this or that, and I want to send them the name of it or the image of it so they could take a look for it. And uh, before we used to just name one, two, three, four, five, but then later on when we wanted to kind of give people a collection of things that might have to do with AI, we had no way of doing that unless we go through every episode on our website, which was tedious. So we found a way to organize them. We have a Google Sheet. We have the title, the URL, and some of the things that we talked about for each episode, uh, some of the tools uh, that we talked about for each episode, all there. But we name everything the same way. So the MP3 file that you need in order to publish, that's named the same as the show notes, which is also named as uh, the same as the show art. So you make sure you have all that. They're all in one spot. It's very easy to publish that way. So the first thing is, is to get a naming convention and organizational system from the get-go that worked for you. We started at episode 70, all right? So we had to go back and kind of reorganize the first 70 episodes, which takes a lot of time when you're doing it all at once. But if you do it as you go, it really doesn't take that much time. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Um, part of that, which you may have kind of mentioned, but I'm going to just emphasize it, is keeping track of your episodes. Uh, one of our struggles uh, was, not so much anymore, um, It, but it was like actually remembering, wait, what did we do an episode on that? So you, that you don't start redoing things. Because if you do this for a long enough time, you may forget. And you want to keep, like you just said, a Google Sheet to make sure that that doesn't, does not happen. Um, you know, just to circle back a little bit, just because I don't want to leave people hanging. Um, I did mention hardware and publishing. I think that's maybe better for the next episode, right? There's yeah. there's too much there for, for that. Um, but we we will get to it. So if if you're expecting uh you know the complete package here, 
but you're at the end of this, you're still thinking, you know, what am I, how am I supposed to do this? What do I need to buy? Uh, just put a pin in it because we will get to all that next time. Yeah. And we'll, we'll definitely go anything from as long as you have a phone to different types of mics that we like to use. So, uh, there are some affordable options here for you. Uh, the second tip is scheduling. Make sure that you keep an honest schedule. One of the things we found out is that if we go every two weeks, and as long as the episode is published by the end of the day on Monday, and we keep that going, uh, we, we've been consistent, not only for our audience, but it also helps keep us accountable. Life happens, it gets tough. And uh, there was one episode where we were supposed to record, I got sick, and then we were supposed to record and, you know, Nick decided to have a kid that day. I mean, it's unexcusable, but, <laughs> uh, so I ended up just recording an episode by myself, which I'm going to tell you, I much rather record with someone else. Uh, some people can do the, the, uh, solo show very, very well. Uh, that is not me. I might give it a shot again someday, but, uh, that day is definitely not today or in the near future. Um, the other uh, thing other than scheduling, uh, is consistency. All right. And that kind of goes with scheduling. Um, but when I, when I talk scheduling, it, it's like twofold. One is that consistency portion that I just described, but it's also knowing when you could do it. Like, uh, my wife and I have some non-negotiable time. That's time where, I can't take that away from her. She can't take it away from me. And this is something that I would put in that non-negotiable time. I, as I get further in my career, we try to record before or after school, um, you know, so it's not really interfering with family time, but sometimes we do it to record at night. And uh, I have some time at night where it's non-negotiable. I need that time to kind of collect my life together so I can maximize family time at all the other times. Otherwise I'm stressed out, but, uh, that's the scheduling consistency, uh, portion of my recommendation. There. Well, and you gotta be, you know, th they are different things, scheduling and consistency, but you need to schedule to be consistent because I think the number one thing that will kill a podcast and cause you to actually lose listeners, which is, you know, the, the thing you, you don't want. You at least, you want to keep your listener base either the same and hopefully slowly growing over time. But if you're not consistent and people don't know when an episode's coming out, they're going to easily stop listening because it's just not enjoyable. So whatever your schedule is, for us, it's once every two weeks. Uh, and we've been able to keep that up for a long time. You really got to stick to it because as soon as you start I'll skip this one and get it next time. That is, you know, that is the first nail in what will eventually be the coffin of your episode or your show because people need to expect it if you want to keep those listeners coming back. So it's it's huge. Yeah. So those are kind of like organizational things. Uh, I want to get into one that we use during recording. When you have two people in an episode or more than two people even sometimes it's good to have some uh hand signals you don't want to talk over each other because that becomes an editing nightmare and it doesn't sound all that great i mean if you have the occasional chuckle as someone's talking that adds character but when you're talking over each other consistently it just doesn't sound great so typically when i speak and i'm talking about you know, a certain topic and Nick wants to add to that conversation, he'll give me the finger, not that finger, but a finger. Sometimes that finger. Yeah. Sometimes that finger. But, uh, you know, so what I'll do is show me the finger. That means I should lay my plan on that topic. So he, he should speak, uh, or he can speak on it without me going on to the next topic and him having to revert back. So hand signals are good. Uh, another one that we do is a fist, and that just basically means I messed up. So what we do is a fist, we'll clap into the microphone because that will cause a spike in our audio, uh, and then we know that we messed up before that, and we are going to have to edit out before that 
and uh, try to find a good place to mesh them together. I wouldn't say that we do a ton of editing. I think we just do enough so it sounds uh, good because podcasts are supposed to be more conversational and casual. Uh, but you also sometimes mess up. I mean, if I'm talking about how to make a peanut butter and jelly and I leave out the jelly, you know, that's problematic. Yeah, or we. this has been like the fall of, at least for me, being, being sick. I, I got sick in October and it essentially hasn't stopped since. Uh, so oftentimes there's episodes with lots of coughing where I have to stop like four or five times to cough. We, we did just one of them, even this episode that you won't hear because somebody clapped so that in the editing process, we know to go back and remove the cough because for some people that's very off-putting, not for some people, probably for like all people, you don't want to hear your hosts constantly coughing, maybe even like one time. So you got to get all that stuff out of there. Nick does a great job while we're recording, writing down timestamps too. That that could be also part of this. Uh, for example, 28 minutes and 38 seconds, that's when I coughed. Yeah, that's the one. Um, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, this year has been nothing but lingering, I don't know, illness, Just, germs, all man, that stuff. Never ending. Never I mean, ending. three kids, so that will, four kids collectively between the two of us, we got ourselves a cesspool. Right. So. All right, that's going to wrap up this episode. As we said before, we are going to continue this conversation on our next episode. But do us a couple favors. If you're finding value in our podcast, go support us by going to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, obviously, you've listened to our podcast, so hopefully you've smashed a like button or a follow on one of the major podcast players. We're over on Twitter at Guys got tech that Nick got teched or we got teched. Um, soon we got teched will possibly yeah. be changing. Are we going to have to change all of those handles as well? When yeah, we, we might as well do it the right way. Might as well. Okay. See how quick we can build it up. Um, but yeah, so we're over on Twitter. We're on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. Nick's on Instagram. Go find us. We're, we're around. We want to have a conversation outside of the podcast. Uh, Leave us an Apple podcast review. As always, tell your friends about gottech.com soon. That will be changing, and we'll we'll tell you that as soon as we uh, lock that down. And then uh, tell your friends about the Teach Better Podcast Network, a network of awesome educators uh, and their podcasts, and they do a lot of great things uh, over there. So go check out the Teach Better Podcast Network. Thanks again to Ben Sounds. Um, for all his music also the degs uh, is another music group that we use until next time go start a podcast thanks for listening to got tech the podcast remember to subscribe to our show and follow us at we got tech on twitter so you can stay up to date with the latest episode releases blog posts product reviews and pd announcements you can also follow guys and i individually at guys got tech and at nick got tech on twitter or on instagram at nick got tech finally remember to check out our website gottech.com where we post all our episodes articles and resources available to you for free until next time